Genesis, the chapter 27. Scripture tells us about Isaac giving birth to twins who are called Jacob and Esau. And as many of you know the story, Isaac, even being visually impaired, was near death or about to die. And he said to his son that he well loved Esau, that he should go prepare him potage or stew. But he will eat and bless him and then he will die. And when his wife heard of it, the wife also told her favorite son, which is Jacob, that this is what your father is planning to do to give the blessing to Esau. And the mother prepared the potage for Jacob to be presented to um, the father Isaac. Then he told, she told Jacob to prepare himself and cover himself with skin of an animal with hair. Scripture says Jacob presented himself to the father and the steel that was already prepared to the father. And the father said the voice is Jacob's but the skin is Esau's. Nevertheless, the father still blessed him. And when Esau presented himself to the father, the father says the blessing is finished. We start from here. When Esau presented himself to the father, after the father had told him to go and find him a potage for him to be able to feast on and be full and blessed him, I have come back with that which you have told me to do and you are telling me the blessing is finished. Enough is enough. One question I want you to ask yourself is how is the blessing able to be finished? For Isaac to say to Esau, the blessing is finished. Does it really mean that blessings can actually finish? Or there is a kind of blessing that can actually finish? When Isaac said that to Esau, Esau did not give up and say, okay, if it is finished, then that is it. Esau broke further and said, is there not even one blessing for me to receive? And still Isaac said, the blessing is finished. But this is what I will do. Verse 27, chapter 27, verse 40. Says, and Isaac said unto Esau, you shall live by the sword, number one. Number two, you shall live by hand to mouth. And then number three, you shall serve your little brother. And he says, when you are tired, you will break free from it. Three major things. How can this be a blessing? That you will live by the sword. When the father was blessing him, his most beloved son, he said, you will live by the sword. You will live a life of fighting. You will live a life of war. You will live a life of battle. You will live a life by the soul. That is a blessing. From the father to the beloved son. Secondly, he says, you will be one who will eat hand to mouth. And again, is hand to mouth a blessing? But this was a blessing of the father to the son. Beloved son, not just a son, a beloved son. Then he said, again, you shall serve your little brother. Until you are tired and break loose of it, then you will run free. So it means that so long as 
Esau is comfortable. So long as Esau is okay with the sword, with the hand to mouth, with the seven of his little brother, the problem will still prolong. But the day that Esau will say enough is enough, then he will break loose. So the, the, the secret here is that the blessing is not necessarily the three things that have been mentioned. The blessing here is not necessarily the hand to mouth. The blessing is not by the sword. The blessing is not also that you will save your little brother. But the blessing here is that, that you may be able to break free. Are we here? To unlock the blessing that Isaac gave to his son Esau, Esau needed to first break free. He needed to get tired and say, enough is enough with what I am going through. And I need freedom from today. If Esau is not in need of freedom, he will be unable to unlock the blessing of God over his life. So, I have come today to a people who are saying, I want to unlock the blessing of God over my life. I want to, to, to be able to access the next seasons of my life. For enough is enough. Or you are okay with where you are? Or are you okay? Can you answer me? Are you okay? Do we want to advance to another season? And the Lord is saying for us to be able to unlock that season, there is a need for us to say enough is enough. We, we can't take this anymore. We are tired of this life. I don't like your energy today. I don't like your energy. We need to minister together. The moment we come to a place where we say enough is enough, we are able to unlock another season in our lives. But so long as we are comfortable with this particular season, we will be unable to unlock the next season. So for instance, in our ministry currently, there is a season we are going through in this space. But the day that the people of our ministry begin to stand and say enough is enough, then we will be able to break loose of this season we are in. So there is a season where we are renting a space for church service. There is a season where we have said that enough is enough. We need to own our own space. And we came to a season where we have designed stuff and we need to partner and then be able to build and enter that building and serve in our own building. That is because we said enough is enough to the rent. If we were okay paying rent, we would never be able to move. If we were okay paying rent, all the money we gathered to be able to buy a land, we would use it for programs. But there was a time that came to us that we said enough is enough. And we limited the programs we were having to be able to amass the necessary funds to buy a land. So if we are comfortable renting, if we are comfortable doing ABCD, we will never be able to acquire a land for the ministry today. But a season has been opened unto us where we've been able to attain a land for the ministry. And that season is also being able to be opened to us for when we are building for the Lord. Uh, we are building for the Lord. Not only are we going to build for the Lord as a church, we must come together as individuals and say, we are tired of renting for ourselves. And we need to be able to build for ourselves. And I'm waiting for you, even though we are young in this space, when we'll go to areas and begin to ask for the price of land. And we'll begin to make savings to purchase a land. Oh, are you here at all? You see, sometimes when you are passing by a place, eh, and they write on a bill or on the building and they say, 
for sale. Take that contact. Call the number. So I was passing by and I saw your poster. I am quite interested in your property. How much is it going for? <laughs> then they tell you, said, okay, I will get back to you. Where's your office? Is there a place we can meet? I'll get back to you. Don't, don't get scared and say, okay, then you, then you end the call. No. Talk as though you are in a season where you can purchase the building. Talk as though you are in a season where you can purchase the land. Are we okay? When you begin to see yourself in that season, you'll be able to enter. Because when Esau is not tired, the moment Esau keeps seeing himself as the servant of his little brother, the moment Esau keeps seeing himself as one who is doing hand to mouth, Esau will never advance. It was when Esau broke loose that he was able to own more properties and more cattles. But even his brother Jacob was giving him cattles, he said, no, I have enough in my storehouse. It was when he was able to break loose. But if he did not break loose, when Jacob was giving him, he would take it. Are we okay? Some of us are supposed to be tired at the point where we don't even want our parents to feed us anymore because we have enough. When our parents are giving us stock money, we say, oh, mama, oh, dada, oh, because now you are at a point where you, you, you are broken loose from that comfortability where instead of your parents giving to you, you are rather giving to your parents. Are we okay here? You can even be a student. You say, no, I have a student, but I want to break loose from this thing. So every student around is taking money from their parents. But he said, I want to be a different student. That I will not take money from my parents, but I will rather give to my parents. Well, are we okay here? Yeah, are we okay here? Yeah, and we must come to a point where the rich wives in this ministry will also say, I will not only take from my husband, I will, I will also give to my husband. Ah, uh, your, your, your voice is low. Your voice is low. Yeah. Hallelujah. Why well, we must equally say, Okay, my husband is giving me chalk money for the week. No, let me also shock him this week. Let me rather give him chalk money. Say, Oh, Kwanul, if I wait off well. That is when we are supposed to break loose of that comfortability of taking chalk money from only our husband, but to also give our husband that money. How will your what will the husband think of you if you are the one giving him full money for that week or for that day? Do you think when he goes out, he will not be thinking about you and think of what to even do for you bigger than what you've done? You have opened a door of giving to that husband, but we don't do it. And when he comes home, say, Oh no, no. <laughs> No. Even when he has not given you money for chalk money, when he comes home, do some miracle down. Let him come and eat. When he opens up his heart, you see, it is not only your pastor who can bless you. Your husband can bless you. And it will work out for you easily. Because he's the head of the house. He's a king and a priest over the house. At that moment, the pastor is not there. Likewise, the wife has an ability to bless the husband. That is why the Lord says we will obtain favor from our lives. Are you here with me? According to the book of Matthew 21, the verse 12 to the verse 13. 
Scripture says, even prior to the verse 12, Scripture says that Jesus was going to Jerusalem and then they, he, he said that, that they should go and bring the gods for him, the little donkey for him, that he may sit upon. He entered into Jerusalem in a ground style. But when he got there in the verse 12, Scripture says, he went to the synagogue and he realized that the people in the synagogue were selling in there and the, what they were selling in there was they were doing business in, in, in a very cunning way. And as they were doing the business, Jesus said, no, these things cannot go on. Animals were being caged. People were charging fees at exorbitant prices. And guess what? Jesus said, enough is enough. In the verse 30, he says, for it is written, my house shall be a house of prayer and not a den of thieves or a den of thieves. Scripture again tells us that our bodies are the temple of God. If our bodies are the temple of God and Jesus said that this temple, this synagogue is a temple of prayer and not a temple of thieves. What it means is that we are not supposed to allow thieves to enter our bodies. We are not supposed to allow anything to come and go in our body. We are not supposed to allow any kind of buying and selling to take place in our lives. Are we here? Because sometimes you can be there and your emotions are going in a roller coaster. You can be there and joy is taken out of you and you are being sorrowful. You are you are not happy anymore. You are being sorrowful all of a sudden. Your joy is being taken away from you. Why? An entity has come to stolen your, your, your joy from you. And Jesus said, our house shall be a house of prayer, not the day of thieves. And some of us have allowed our body to be an area where people can merchandise. People can be able to buy and sell. And in our body right now, there are things that are being sold in our body. You are there, but your kidney is being sold. You are there, your eye is being sold. You are there, your heart is being sold. Some people have bought your body here and there, but you don't even have any idea. People are merchandising your, the part of your body under the sea, and you have no idea. Your leg is being sold. You are there, you can't even move your leg. Someone has done something. You are there, your leg is is getting swollen. You can't even explain. Someone is buying your leg somewhere. So your physical leg has to be rotten. And you think it's normal. You are there, someone is buying your investment and you are okay. Someone is buying your business and you are okay with how it is going. But tonight we have come to say enough is enough. We don't like how the ministry is going. Enough is enough. We, we, we can't allow the temple of God to be in this way. We can't allow our lives to be going in this way. And we must come to a point where we say enough is enough. Jesus did not just say enough is enough. He drove the people away. He casted the people who were buying and selling in the temple of God out of that place. I don't know what you need to cast out today. But the grace is made available to cast out. Oh, he says to them that believe, these signs shall follow them. These signs will follow you if only you believe. Are you tired with where you are? For me, I'm tired. I want to move. Even my own personal residence, I need to move. We need to advance. Tell someone we need to advance. Tell someone we need to advance. We need to advance. There are days in your life that if you don't make effort to advance yourself, the advancement will not come. Or are we here? <laughs> the kind of money I saw to do my wedding, 
I did not have before I started. But it was when I started that I saw that kind of money. Do you understand? I'm trying to say that you will never be able, sometimes you will never be able to attain certain level in your life until you make the step to start. It's like you want to enter the university, but you are always wishing to enter. It is until you buy the form that you know you can enter, you cannot enter. Are we okay? But if you don't buy the form and you are saying, I want to enter, I want to enter, you will never enter. Jesus said, For my house is a house of prayer. What a day of thieves. Which thieves have you allowed into your life? What have you allowed to be stolen in your life? What has been stolen in your life? Has your jobs been stolen? Has your spouse been stolen? Has your joy been stolen? Has your finance been stolen? What has been stolen in your life? What have you allowed to be stolen in your life? Has your vision been stolen? Has your zeal been stolen? Has your love been stolen? What has been stolen in your life? I want you to analyze your life. What do you think has been stolen? What do you think must be dead but it's not dead? And when you are thinking about that, it is not for you to feel sorry about yourself. It is not for you to think otherwise. But it is for you to say, enough is enough. And when you say that, you begin to drive these things out. Scripture says again that unless the stronger man comes, the strong man will still possess the house. But when the stronger man comes, he drives out the strong man and he packs out his goods. You must pack out the goods of the enemy in your life. If you are writing exams and you are failing, you must pack out that failure. If you are doing business and you are not succeeding, you must pack out that failure in your life. And today we will pray and we will say, any failure we've been going through, today marks the end of it. Amen. Or are you with me at all? Yes, you want the failure to continue? No. You want the problem to continue? No. You want the difficulties to continue? No. Then when we lift up prayer, you must equally pray. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. When Jesus said enough is enough, that was when the temple was free from all these problems. That was when the temple was set free from the deed of thieves. All the things in the temples went out. The temple was now laid down for prayer and question and answers to take place. But it took Jesus to say, enough for with what is going on. Everyone around the temple were okay. Those who are not even businessmen began to enter into the temple to go and do business. Because everyone is entering there to do business. In other words, in your life, when the demon enters and the place is empty and they can be able to occupy, other ones say, oh, there is a vacancy, let us all go and enter. But the day you say, no, there is no more vacancy, there is only room for two, you and Jesus Christ, then you must be able to back out those moments that are for the enemy. It is like there is a space for people to do their containers and to do their business over there. And when someone comes to put their container down, there are other spaces that are being left out. When people are passing, who are businessmen, businesswomen, see that there is a space here, they will equally erect their container there. Are you with me? They will go and ask, who is the owner of this space? And they will go and rent the space, put their container and do their business. 
Are we okay? But the day the containers are being evacuated, no one has the right to even go and ask that, hey, are they not renting it anymore? Because they are seeing the action. That that place is no more for rent. You must tell yourself, my life is no more for rent. My marriage is no more for rent. My business is no more for rent. <laughs> my ministry is no more for rent. My vision is no more for rent. My purpose is no more for rent. My clients are no more for rent. Today your client will go. Two years time before they come, they come and do something again with you. No, no, they are not for rent. By the time you realize, some people have used them for two years and they have taken the profit from them. But you, you are there. But that particular client could be a profit generating vendor or client for you. But they are gone. My customers are not for rent. My clients are not for rent. Jesus got tired with how everybody in that vicinity of the synagogue or the temple were comfortable. He said, enough is enough. The temple was not for him. That church was not built by God. But he still entered in there and took things out. Your body is not for you. But then again, I have the right to be able to drive out anything within you that is not of God. Uh, if you're not driving without me, I'll drive without. <laughs> That's what Jesus Christ told them. If you are comfortable with the buying and selling in there, that there are many spaces that other people can be able to enter the temple and come and sell whatever they need to sell, I will not allow it. Even if you are comfortable where you are and you want to do anything, you want to allow people to come and buy and sell in your life, me, as a father or a shepherd of this house, I will not allow it. I will call you and ask you, is everything going on in your life? How about your, your, your business? How about your school? How about this plan? How about this plan? How about your marriage? How about this? I will ask you until you get tired. Tell someone until you get tired. So sometimes you can ask yourself, ah, now this life, is it Bishop's life or is it my life? Because I'll call you and ask you how are things going? How is business? How is school? How is marriage? How is this? How is that? It's like I get too much. No. Just like Jesus Christ. He was not comfortable with what was going on in the synagogue over there. And he took responsibility and he casted things out there and he made things right. Hallelujah. Amen. We conclude with this. The book of 2 Kings. The chapter 7, the verse 3 to the verse 20. 2 Kings chapter 7, the verse 3 to the verse 20. Scripture says that there were four lepers that were at the door that they called the door of death. And they said to one another, Shall we sit here that we may die? If we enter into the city, the famine in the city will equally kill us. And they said, Shall we sit here that we may die? If we enter, we will die. If we stay here, we will die. But they said, Nevertheless, we will enter and be at the mercy of the Aram army. And they entered. They entered. They ended. They were lepers. They were lepers. They were lepers. And you see, in those days, when lepers are moving, what happens is that they put some form of bells around them or some containers around them that can make noise. That when they are moving, the containers are making noise to give signal to other people that nah, the lepers are coming, so be clear of them. Are we okay? 
It is like a form of stigmatization. It's like when someone has AIDS, there is a band upon their hand that everyone can tell that this person has AIDS. So in the olden days, that was what they were doing. Or if someone has COVID, there is a band, or let's say the, 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 the um, face mask is only for people who have COVID. So when you see someone with the face marks, you know that person has COVID. Alright? So in the olden days, at the time, there was nothing like face marks or face shield or whatever it is. There were bells, containers, that could give signal that these people are lepers. And two who now think, concrete, 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 leper, clear the way for them to pass. If not, you'll be able to contract the disease. Are we okay? So that was what they did around them, and they were at the entrance of the gate to the city. They were there. They were lepers. They were lepers with no home. With no home. And they were dejected by everybody in the city and left them at the entrance of the city. Anyone who enters the city sees them. Anyone who enters the city sees their shame. Anyone who enters the city sees how they have become dejected. But scripture says, when they said, even if we stay here, we will die. And when we enter the city, we will equally die. And they made steps to enter the city. Oh, I love this particular scripture. The same thing that was a problem. The same thing that was a signal to others to bring disgrace to them. The same thing that was a stigma around them. That was the same thing God amplified. God amplified the noise of their food. God amplified the noise around them. And when the Syrian army heard of this noise, they thought it was the army of the Hittite and the Egyptian that the Israel king had contracted to come and kill them. And the scripture says that they took to flight. They took to flight. Leaving their horses, leaving their precious ornament, leaving their food, leaving anything that they would need. They left it. I keep asking this question again. If I am moving or I am running from a danger, would I not go faster with the horse than on my foot? But it was all the orchestrations of God. They left the horses. They left their food. They left their precious ornament. And guess what? These same lepers who were formed and who were even wishing to die, and they said, enough is enough. Let's just enter and let's be at the mercy of these armies. Maybe they will look at us with mercy and give us something to eat. And when they entered, the poor lepers, the homeless lepers, the ones who were dejected and were disgraced, were the same people who now sat around the foot of this army. <laughs> the same lepers who were left at the city gate became the owners of the precious ornament. They became the richest people of the town. Uh, do you understand this? <laughs> it was what they said enough is enough. That they were able to become the richest people at the time. Lepers who were now Omu we are from. only horse. All because they said, enough is enough with this city gate that we are on. The, 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 the door of death that we are before, we can still enter this same door and we will die. If we stay at this door, we will die. 
Will you stay or you will enter? Will you stay at this season you are in or you will enter the next season of your life? Because anywhere you stay, you may die. But maybe when you try to enter, you may, you may, act, you may be able to visualize or maybe meet a miracle. Will you stay or you will enter? Will you stay at the door of death or you will enter? So people say marriage is hard. Marriage, no, it's what about we are hearing here and there. So will you enter or you stay single? Hmm. That's the question to ask. When we hear stories here and there, people think, see, there is an app where you can go and put your story or go and say something there without mentioning any name, without saying anything to anybody. People don't know you are anonymous, so you are just texting your message over there. The secret that people are sharing over there about marriages, about young people and the things they are doing. You ask yourself questions. But will you say because of these things that people are doing, you will not enter marriage? Because someone's marital problem, you will not enter marriage. You want to be single. If you enter marriage, you will go die. If you stay single, you will go die. So enjoy marriage. Tell someone enjoy marriage. Tell someone enjoy marriage. Problem from you. Neither will marriage one way or the other take the problem from you. Uh, let me ask you a question. Eh? <laughs> we are single. Now we need a car. We are single. Oh, we now need a car. We need a car. The friend say, the friend say, the friend say, the friend say. Some of you, some of you will debunk it, but we still enter there. Eh? We are single. Eh? Make <laughs> home. We are single, man. Uniska, now you're single. Would that make you rich? If you say I want to stay single for a very long time, will it make you rich? Because you, you think singlehood will make you rich. There are many single people who are poor. Are we okay? Alright. Now, if you also enter into marriage, will marriage make you rich? And you tell me it depends. Maybe. Because you can equally enter into marriage and marry a rich person. One, the rich person is not a giver. The footballer who married the footballer whose wife married him. Huh? The proper told the Don't I tell me? So that is how it comes. It is like all time die. But who said, I already know a year. At least what they still have here. At least on towers you are coming and making to her. So will you enter marriage or you will be single? Or die with you, but you must choose your death. <laughs> yeah, it's like there are some death that are better than some death. Ah, okay. So we be walk out. We know when they ask that we never know better than we don't know when they want to hear about. Ah, when they say they are Yes. So you must. These are, these are, these are, this is the kind of wisdom the lepers had. They chose the kind of death they wanted to die. And when they entered into this particular state that they wanted to enter, they became richer. They became wealthy. They became owners of horses they can't even ride. They became owners of gold that they didn't even need. They had enough food to eat. But what if they had stayed at the city gate? 
What if they have stayed at the city gate? Two plus certificate. Who said now there is no employment? Government said they put ban on employment. And to so Come on! Government here. Are you part of government? We must go and look for a job. Are we okay? No, cost of messy cost of messy Hey! You have to go and look for customers. <laughs> you see, this is what we are supposed to do. Eh, maybe, maybe, maybe we need to focus ourselves on our customers. Anyway, some of them are going to church or more. And to customers. Who better customers ever? Is it is it better for you to sit down at home that customers are not coming than for you to go and talk to people who who will give you some kind of attitude? Which one would you like? You like attitude? Yes. My customers don't know how. My customers don't know my attitude, but it is better. Now you are in Ah, the one behind the one scan. It's better than don't give me attitude and sit down at home and do nothing. Do you understand this? So you tell me some of you better to do you go and do this particular job. Come on. The attitude in the bossika town. That's why some people are not able to leave some wicked marriages because Brahma was scar. Do the Ubu make Brahma scar? Who is scar? Patam. So Ubu me na Ubu me kwan ya Ubu. But first me see do na I want church me na me Ubu dey dey be. Ella lai. Ubu Ubu me na Ubu scar. So I'm going for so I'm going for be so bad. But the point here is that it is when you get tired of the singlehood. It is when you get tired of how comfortable you are where you are and say i want to advance i want to advance you see that another good thing about this thing is that these four lepers though they were lepers did not even consider their state listen they did not say we don't have abcd certificate they did not say me uh, i've not traveled before or me i don't have this kind of need yet listen oh when they were talking in the scripture, talking about if they die, they die, if they go, they will die, if they stay, they will die. They never spoke of the fact that they were lepers. They never said, because we are lepers, let us stay here. Do we get it here? They never put their condition as a clause as to why they must stay where they must stay. The reason why they were discussing was even about food. Not about, about the fact that No. It wasn't part of the consideration. So, the family you are coming from, you are coming from is not a consideration. The relationship you are coming from is not a consideration. The school you attended is not a consideration. Why you went, where you did not go, where you did not even enter is not a consideration. What is the consideration is the fact that I must enter. If I enter and I make it fine, if I enter and don't make it too fine, oh, are we okay here? What is your consideration? I could have awkwardly sent me to a man offer. So I'll stay where I am. Is it a good consideration? Is it a good consideration? But, may, but now I'm an orphan, but then still I'm a, I'm a father to all. An orphan who is a father to many. I could have stayed where I was. Are we okay? But you, where are you? Proud your offer. Where are you? Where are you? 
I am trying to provoke you to say enough is enough. Not for you to get angry at God <laughs> or even get angry at me, but to get angry at the state you are and say, I must do something about it. I want you to do something about it. As a woman passes, as now, as I'm not men pass, I mean to you. No! Sometimes even in school, you can be learning something, you ask yourself, who even brought this subject? But you say because that that, that particular uh, uh, formula is hard or that particular course is hard, so you won't do it again. Hey, who is on passing? So everything you do, you do. So, even if you don't get A and you get a C, it's a pass. Right? So, all you do to make sure you get your C, over here, who the microphone targeting A, who the targeting C? Let me see C again. You just want to pass and have the certificate. You just want to enter that thing. When people are doing it and they are failing, doesn't mean when I also do it, I'll fail. The fact that someone's marriage is fail doesn't mean my marriage will fail. We are two different people. Are we okay? The fact that someone has entered a business you want to enter that has failed doesn't mean you will equally fail. You will not fail. People went to Lagos. Others could not get opportunity to go to Lagos. People went to UPS. They didn't get opportunity to go to UPS. People went to fashion school. People did also didn't get opportunity to enter the fashion school. People went to catering uh, uh, school. Others not get opportunity to enter. So will you say that the ones who did not get opportunity to enter any of these schools, they shouldn't do anything again? No, they must explore other fields. You must explore other fields. Uh, can we please be upstanding? Because I want us to 